and welcome to the show with your host broadcasting live from his fortress of solitude, Fabes. Coming up on today's show, I'll be talking about what it means to be alone and how it affects me and how it made me depressed. I will also be talking about what's going on with me and the site and how this week's throwback and rinse of the week fit in tightly with what I've got to discuss today. So, with enough babbling, let's get on with the show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show by your host, Fabes. This is episode number five. Hopefully this is an eye-opening and helpful episode for a lot of people because today I'm going to be talking about something that I've only really ever spoke to therapists and mental health professionals about. So today is very much going to be a difficult episode for me, but not so much that it's difficult that I don't want to talk about it. I think it's something that I've always want to tell people but I've never been able to find a successful way of doing so and when I was coming up with a podcast I was just like I have to talk about my mental health and I feel like this will give me a way of explaining myself and talking about things a lot more clearly than say if I was to write a piece that would be like four or five pages because sometimes when I write stuff it doesn't necessarily come out the way that I want want it to when I look back and try to edit it down so hopefully today I will be able to articulate myself and help people who know me and want to understand what's going on with me make things a little bit more clearer so um yeah that's kind of my intro I'm kind of jumping right into things this week because I really don't have no news or anything to really talk about but um i'll just say this off the top is that i've looked at my numbers and there's been some technical difficulties with this show and um hopefully this episode will be back on apple and spotify if not you will just have to listen to it on on byfaves.com for now but hopefully once i get that back up and running on apple and stuff we can all find an easier way to listen to it but for now yeah i We'll definitely be sending this episode out to a lot of you. So if you're listening to this because I sent you a direct link, please stay with it. It's a very important episode. And uh, I think it's something that everyone who knows me personally should know. And if you do not know me personally and you've just stumbled across this, it's very helpful for me to explain myself and also kind of gives you an insight into what it's like for one person's depression whereas compared to some other people's depression and yeah pretty much today is just going to be my views and what happened to me so let's get on okay so I have said previously on this show that I have depression and I have had it for almost 10 years now it has been a long grueling thing that I've been having to deal with and sometimes it's better than others and I can honestly say now that we're in December that this year has definitely not been one of my better years it has been a very much up and down kind of year with my mental health and usually everything is okay or I will have like a depressive episode for like 
a day or two and then be I'm fine you know it was just this one incident but um as of this recording in the last say two or three weeks there has been a lot of things that have been affecting it and um I don't necessarily want to go into that right now because I'm still working through that but um today I just really want to talk about why I have it really and yeah kind of what makes this thing happen and I just want to say off the top of this is that what I'm saying I am not necessarily blaming anybody or saying that it's anybody's fault unless I specifically say so but a lot of this is the contributing factors as to why I have depression and how how still to this day a lot of the things that I wouldn't expect still affects me and how sometimes people don't realize the little things that they do can offset me into a depressive episode so essentially what I'm doing with this episode is that you know if you know me and sometimes you wonder oh why is he upset about that it seems like a small thing and sometimes people don't realize is that because with depression people have different triggers and different things that make them think this way that you've got to realize that sometimes a little thing to to you not may not necessarily be a big thing to or I'm probably saying that backwards so I'm probably mean is something that is not a big deal to you is probably a huge deal to somebody else and very recently I realized that I have been doing that to somebody that I didn't realize I had and it wasn't necessarily that I was being blamed for it but it's just sometimes we say and do things that we don't necessarily think that someone's going to either get upset or offended about but we do and it is very upsetting but you know I I just kind of want to open people's eyes a bit more and kind of be a little bit more kind to my way of what's been going on with me and you know if you know someone else who has mental health issues or depression it's sometimes just someone else talking about their issues kind of helps you because you kind of understand that maybe what I'm going through someone else isn't going through but sometimes maybe what I'm talking about can be like a percentage or sometimes about how they feel and you know sometimes you can apply it to most situations that sometimes this is how I feel so this is how sometimes some other people with depression feels but I'm not necessarily saying that my or anyone's depression is universal it's just that sometimes that depressive people can relate to each other because sometimes we feel certain things that other people who you know are quote-unquote normal wouldn't necessarily think about so yeah that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today so yeah so that's just kind of the background so um yeah so let me talk to you guys about my depression story and how I've got to this place now and what happened with it okay so as I say I've had my depression for almost 10 years now and what a lot of people family and personally wise don't realize that I was diagnosed with depression in April May something around those times and um, everyone seems to think that 
that's when it started. And it's like, no, it started a lot earlier than that. And um, there's an incident that happens um, a, a couple months before I was officially diagnosed. And that's what everyone thought was the original issue. And then it turns out that once I've done the psychotherapy, it goes back even further than that, more than I ever realized until I sat down and, you know, thought about my history and all my feelings. And then when I worked through it, I kind of realized that kind of was the catalyst. And as, you know, a lot of people with mental health and suicidal thoughts and all that, they can always tell you that it's not one thing that just sets you off. It's a build up of things over time until eventually it snowballs and it just takes over your life. And I can honestly say that's the kind of thing that happens to me fairly regularly. So, yeah, so um, bear with me because um, it's really a long story and I do hope to get through a lot of it pretty quickly and hopefully explain myself in a very, very way, in a very, very good way, sorry. Okay, so... Um, my depression started 10 years ago, um, so this would be 2008, uh, the September of 2008, and what happened for me is that my brother went and went to university, which is all good and great and everything. Once he left, it it created a void that I wasn't really prepared for because um, me and my brother were really close and at that time we would talk every day hang out every day and then suddenly that just went and there was like a massive void in my everyday life that I couldn't talk to someone about you know the regular crap that I would see on the internet or would happen in my day and that really upset me in a way that I didn't even realize until at least I'd say several, several months later, maybe even a year later until, you know, I talked about it with a therapist because they always make you go back about a year or so in your life just to find out if there's anything else that could be a catalyst for it. So, as I say, that happened in September, so that was like the first thing that happened. And that feeling of not really having no one to kind of talk to in my home life kind of upset me and yeah some people might say but you know you went to college you had a job you had other people to talk to and yes that is very much true but the matter of fact is is that I didn't have the person who I would speak to normally about stuff and wouldn't necessarily think some of the things that I would say is completely random so for me it was a big changing point and something that I had to get used to because there was no changing it and it kind of was like the first step to me realizing that I was by myself a lot of the time so that's kind of where things kicked off from so if we go from there um so pretty much about a month later in the month of the end of October, beginning of November, uh, my mum went on a month-long holiday, leaving me home alone by myself. Now, at the time, I thought this would be cool. I could 
do what I wanted, I could have friends over, I could have parties, and in retrospect, it probably was one of the worst things that could have happened, and um, some people might be questioning why didn't I go, it's just that because at the time I worked retail, and if anyone's worked retail, you can't take holiday in November or December because peak Christmas time, so I was left in my home by myself, and that was a very kind of upsetting thing because it wasn't nice after a day or two. It got very old very quickly and it got a little scary, it got a little creepy, which I'm not ashamed to admit because, you know, in November, December, you know, it's less sunlight and, you know, being alone in a big house that's almost dark all the time when you're coming home in the evening or whatever can sometimes be a little bit scary. So um, for me, that kind of was the next building block to uh, me feeling alone and kind of building this mental pressure in my head. And um, yeah, I, 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 I try to deal with it in very interesting ways. I try to hang out with people at college a lot more. So I would deliberately just tag along after classes ended so I would postpone me not being at home by myself for a long time I would do extra hours at work so that you know I would instead of finishing at my normal earlier time I was pretty much doing you know 8 to 12 hour shifts at day at some days just so that I had uh, company and wasn't alone at home and then sometimes I had my friend come over and um, yeah we kind of hung out and you know kept on trying to think of things that we could do either together or in the house or outside of the house just so that I wasn't just always by myself and when I look back on that it was a very interesting thing to really realize is that that's what made me kind of feel this loneliness and when I look at the things that I did it was me getting very kind of anxious and proactive about making sure that, that didn't happen but you know it it worked some days but then the other days it was not so good so I had to always just like try my best to keep myself busy or keep myself out of the house or just generally have someone to talk to really and you know this was like a whole 28 30 days this happened and it was not fun it was it was quite bad and even when I look upon it on reflection it does upset me a little bit so as I say that's where it kind of was one of these building blocks so yeah it was a weird, weird sensation. So after uh, the month's holiday, when my mum came back, it was better. Not necessarily good, but it was better. There was still, there, at least there was someone in the house, someone to actually speak to and see in the mornings, evenings, whatever. And then Christmas came. And then because at Christmas people come home, my brother came home, so it made me feel better and it made me feel like, okay, everything's getting a little bit more completed now, everything feels better. And 
when I felt like that, I was like, oh, this is good. This is great. And at the time, I took up a second Christmas job so I could get some more money for Christmas. And that was nice. So I was around more people and, you know, doing a lot more work and actually spending time with people. And, you know, that was all good and great. And at the same time, I was... Um, as I mentioned, was very much into Twilight and me and a friend, this friend, we reconnected over that and everything was good and great. So Christmas happened and I was just like, well, if I've reconnected with one friend over this, I should reach out to some of my oldest friends, like the people that I've known since I was nine years old and see how they're getting on and, you know, what was good for them. And, and I think I tried that in some aspects with some people but I don't remember who precisely because I don't know if I had people's phone numbers or emails or MSN or whatever it was back in the day and I think I think I probably spoke to one or two people very briefly and I was just like no I'm gonna I'm gonna try harder I'm gonna really try harder and then um one of my friends who I hadn't actually seen in quite some time I was going to try and speak to him one day and instead I decided no I'm going to do something else and I did that for probably one or two days and then on the day that I should have gone and see him I was told that he died and that's pretty much the time that I remembered that my 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 brain just changed from that day onwards. I still recall it. I can pretty much recall it as clear as day is that I remember feeling upset, confused, angry, and then suddenly everything just went away like everything just got sucked out of me like it was going down the drain and I tell people that's the day and the moment that my mind broke and I hadn't even realized what had happened to me because at the time I thought it was just normal grief but as I've already said and you could probably guess that I've built up to this part was that it kind of was a point where or a point sorry where my mind had enough and it just just completely shut down from that point onwards and um even though this is difficult for me to say and difficult for me to hear back when I have to edit this it's just that when it happened I just was so sad and so upset and I thought it was just a normal thing that I was just feeling these things but as I did the therapy for two and a half years it became quite clear to me that the two things that happened to me beforehand and then this on top of it and probably some other little stuff in between that I'm forgetting or misremembering or choosing not to remember or whatever it kind of was just like it built up and just just snowballed me and just took me under just absolutely terribly and um 
I don't know where anything was meant to be or where I was going or what I was meant to do and that's kind of what happened to me and that's kind of was just bad and I say I I'm I'm say that it was bad because I can I can say this now because I'm in a lot more control about how I feel about things it's just that when I heard that he died I was so upset and uh, so angry and that's when I felt alone again because I was just like I'm never going to get a chance to be around that person anymore and it was just like it was in a very odd way it was like that feeling of someone's left you permanently and it what they had and it was just like it was just that feeling of feeling alone that just kind of engulfed me and just took me away and then it just didn't feel normal anymore and I didn't feel normal anymore and I couldn't cope with that I can now um I don't necessarily sound cheery about it but I can definitely now deal with a lot more stuff better on reflection rather than I can say when it happened or even a year or so after it happened but now I'm in an okay place where I can feel like and can talk about it and I honestly hope that I'm not disrespecting anybody by talking about it but I'm I'm, I'm kind of building the story here so um that happened and I went into you know the the signs of depression which I wasn't aware of and that's when things with me started to get a little weird um so I was it it kind of it kind of kicked off my obsessive compulsive disorder from that point onwards and it was a very odd compulsion that kind of was exacerbated by things that I associated with me being happy so um previously on one of my vlogs I talked about how I had a shopping addiction and that's where it kind of kicked off from was that I was trying to buy things to make me happy and it wasn't working so I just kept on buying more and more and more until eventually you know I had everything that I thought I wanted and it still wasn't making me happy and I didn't know what to do about that so I tried to do something else and I, I don't know what that was um, but one thing that is or did happen that a lot of people don't realise was that when I was going through this depression not a lot of people who were around me at the time kind of understood what it was about or how to handle me and that made me feel alienated amongst the people because it made me feel that I was the odd one out and they were they were just regular people. It was kind of like I was an alien, they were a human and that's just how I felt because sometimes people would say things to me that I didn't really understand or I didn't really get and for me it was a very weird time because I felt that I didn't know how to be a human being anymore and because I kept on feeling that I wanted to cry and that I was upset and I just wanted to 
break things or punch people and going through all these world weirdos of emotions that I felt that I needed to distance myself from certain people because they just wasn't getting it and I realized now that was a way of me self-alienating myself from people because I wasn't the same person anymore and I speak to some of my friends who knew me at the time and you know I say to them you know I remember a time when I used to be fun and pretty much after all this happened I kind of remember realizing that I wasn't fun anymore I was trying to be fun I was trying to do fun things but it wasn't working it was pretty much masking everything that I was doing because I was trying to be normal when I shouldn't have been I should have been what I wanted to be and maybe I can never know this for sure if that if I actually was or acted the way that I wanted to maybe things might not be so bad now maybe I might be over it maybe it might have just been a little about but because hindsight's twenty twenty and all that I will never know and so as I say because no one was really getting it I started to kind of not necessarily push people away I just kind of was with them but never saying much I was just mostly just concentrating on just being present so people could just see me and then sometimes that didn't work and that was annoying so eventually I did see a doctor um it wasn't about the depression it was about the OCD because I was doing very very crazy things like um instead of sleeping re-alphabetizing my dvds and stuff like that and remembering about a certain song or remembering something that i hadn't done that day and it wouldn't allow me to sleep until i did it so eventually when i saw a doctor they was just like well it seems like to me that you do have ocd and at the same time it seems like you have clinical depression and it's just like oh okay what do we do about that and they gave me antidepressants which I took immediately because I felt that was the right thing to do and then they obviously put me in for counseling right away and I did those things because I felt that I needed to because I needed to get better and for me it was a very weird thing because it was the first time that I've actually had to have a file at my doctor's besides you know the childhood shots and it made me realize that I'm not okay now and now I know why I'm not okay now and how come no one ever pointed that out to me and that's why I realized because no one noticed and no one really knew how to handle that or knew what it was because it wasn't necessarily taught about a lot and now it's a bit better and people can recognize stuff but I just never knew what I was doing for most days so 
after I started with the, the medication, I started feeling a bit better and started to feel like I could handle people again. And um, I started reaching out to people and trying to make new connections. And that worked with some people. And then when those connections went bad or people didn't want to talk to me anymore, I took those negatives very, very strongly. And this is probably something that some people also don't know is that around this time when one or two people rejected me, whether it was in a friendship way or a romantic way or whatever, it 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 made me want to kill myself. And I can remember one evening when this happened, I did try to kill myself and I remember not writing a note and not thinking it through. I just remember putting a tie around my neck and trying to hang myself from my own bedroom. But because I'm so tall, there was no way for me to really hang myself from. It wasn't like I could just tie it around the lamp, the light and just jump because my room is so tiny. So in a very weird way, that kind of saved my life because... I'm being quite serious here is that right then my life could have just ended because of the rejection that I felt and feeling that nobody wanted me and that it's upsetting even now because it's scary to think that if that would have happened none of this would be happening and a lot of things would have just been over and it's really scary and there's no real, real way to kind of sugarcoat it, really. It's just like, these are just one of the facts that just happened to me. And it was something that I didn't think about. And that's why, since then, I've always told therapists and doctors and whatever that, yes, I have attempted to take my life previously. And, you know, it kind of just just happened because I just took something really really badly so so yeah so that happened um so after that suicide attempt i never really told anyone about it i don't know i might be lying or i might be misremembering but i don't think any of my close friends knew that i had you know, officially try to kind of take my own life, but it did happen, so now they kind of know that that's what I was going through, so, um, so eventually I did reach out to somebody, and that was fine, it was nice, and it worked out all right in the end, and it made me feel a lot better, that I could still connect with people, but at the same time, it 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 wasn't enough to kind of help me through my situation. So eventually, uh, I was transferred from service to service because, you know, mental health in the UK sucks and we really need to make this better. And yes, I am calling you out on that. And eventually I saw 
a psychotherapist and we worked through my issues and um you know one of the issues that she pointed out to me was that it seems like from where I, the way I talk is that I felt or feel because I still feel this feel very alone and lonely a lot of the time and she was like how do you feel about that and it took me a while to kind of assess that idea because it wasn't necessarily something that I had really thought about and then like I said when I sat back and thought about my brother leaving my mum leaving then one of my oldest friends leaving I honestly did feel alone and it was so eye-opening and it kind of made sense about a lot of my behavior and sometimes I really wish that I would remember this behavior that I did in the past so then I'm not repeating myself because I still do a lot of the bad stuff to this day so I saw this therapist for a year and I was eventually paired up with somebody to you know deliberately hang out with me who knew about my mental health issues and I I didn't like it because it 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 was it it's, it's a, it was a nice gesture in theory but in practice it was terrible because it was not because of the person it was just terrible because it felt too forced it felt like this person had to be with me because you know I was alone and I felt lonely and I was just like yeah, this is fine, but I kind of don't want this because I want to make friends and spend time with people because they want to be with me and not because they're volunteering and because, you know, they know about my past. It's just like I want to make friends and meet people on my own terms and have them get to know me and then when the time was right, explain to them some of my issues. And at that time, it was not really good and I'm not blaming anybody it was something that I tried and it only lasted a month before I was just like yeah I can't do this anymore because I don't just like the situation that we met if we had met in a completely different way it would have been fine but for me it felt way too forced and at that time I did realize that I was just like well you are giving up someone to spend time with because you don't like the way that you were brought together and I did talk it over with my therapist and and she was like are you okay with this and I was just like I really am because I want to make friends my own way and not have people forced upon me because I'm alone or because they think I might do something to myself so yeah I was kind of strong enough to be like I'm okay with being alone certain times but I don't want someone around me because they're being paid or whatever to be around me so I gave that up and of course around this time I was still hanging around with people that I knew uh, previously before my suicide and well my depression not my suicide sorry and you know that number very much dwindled um, because at this time I had taken a gap year between college and university and a lot of the people that I went to college with, I hadn't really kept in contact with. And I was still working. So I was working 
and talking to people at work and some I think only two people knew there because I felt close enough to tell them about what's going on and it was all right it was good and I was just like well I'm doing fine I still feel lonely but that's because I am finding it hard to find people to hang out with because I don't know how you go about that when you're not at school or college because that's how I only ever met people and at work it was always difficult because they all led different lives and we all didn't work the same shifts so it was either me just hanging out with people while we were working and then doing stuff alone so that's what happened so then we flash forward a little bit to September of 2010 and that's when I started university and that was the first time since my depressive episodes that I stopped feeling alone and stopped feeling unwanted because I was living with six people in a flat and there were four other flats in, in the building so there was always people around and especially in that first year everyone was always so opening and welcoming and always inviting people to do stuff and it it was very therapeutic and very nice and made me feel made me feel great I mean and that's why when I reminisce about university it's that's one of the things that I miss now is just that it was just that inclusiveness that I felt for such a long time that I was always available to people or you know people were inviting me places or just you know there was always just something to do with one other person and it wasn't like I had to really force myself on upon people it just it just happened and that is one of the things that I miss till this day and you know for those three years it was very very nice yes there were periods where I kind of wanted to be alone or had to be alone for whatever reason and sometimes it was bad sometimes it was all right and then eventually those three years ended and then you know that all went away and it made me upset again and made me depressed again because this feeling that I went from living with a building with 24 people to living with four other people and then living with family and then seeing the people that I would see every day very very rarely because we lived all over the country and then it was just this whole feeling of me feeling alone again and it wasn't nice but this time I was in a better place to deal with it and I was able to reach out and find friends through the internet and that was great and one of those people I'm still friends with right now so you know that was still cool and you know I still had other friends that I had known outside uni and you know I was trying to spend as much time with them as I could and it was working it was good and it was 
mm, not necessarily a bad thing, but it was they was helping me cope, and eventually I got a job and made friends there, and then started to feel less alone there, and everything was all good and great, and it was nice. And then a couple of years ago, I don't remember when, um, everything changed again it was a different home situation and then I felt alone again because there was it was so many of us in a house and then it just went down to two when that was a very weird sensation and because of the hours that I worked it was sometimes that I was coming home and seeing nobody for days and it or I was just sitting in this house for like a day or hours and then by myself and it drove me a, a little bit crazy and at that time I kind of realized that and it has always been a recurring theme of mine is that sometimes I get used to something and then when that goes away it upsets me and a lot of the time it's when I'm used to being around a crowd of people constantly and then sometimes yes that can be upsetting and can be unnice and then sometimes it just it just goes away suddenly and then that's when it kind of hits me and makes me feel alone but from that point onwards I kind of became a lot more vocal and a lot more honest about my mental health and put things in place that I still use to this day to kind of make me aware that I have people that care so that's what I've been doing since that incident so now this is what brings me to the moment of pretty much right now is that um, my mental health is paramount to compare to anything else in my life money men, whatever, it doesn't matter. I have to make sure that my mental health is always my number one priority every single day of my life because if I don't keep on top of it, one day it can lead me to suicide or lead me to complete mental breakdown. So I have to make sure that I maintain it whichever way that I can. So... Earlier this year at work I was promoted and I was promoted to a new department that was okay. But one of the things that I realised about it when I went over there was just that there was hardly any socialising while we worked and it 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 was terrible because it was like some days I would just come in, say hello sit down for a good five to six hours and not really speak a word to anybody and then just go home and it was it 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 just wasn't fun and obviously because you know I'm still in the same building there were people that I knew elsewhere so I um deliberately made myself you know see them at lunch times because at least that way I could interact with people for an hour or so and just feels like I actually spoke to someone that day and it wasn't just me 
just not talking to anybody. So, and then eventually that went away because a lot of people had left, which was sad. And then there was an incident in regards to what happened with that job. And I don't really want to talk about that anymore, but it made me feel indifferent is the right word. And then, you know, the suicidal thoughts happened eventually and it carried on playing up on this feeling is that you know no one around me cared that I wasn't okay and that I wasn't whatever and it just made me angry and it made me upset and it made me think that if nobody cares that I'm upset or I'm not okay. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? So I just pretty much just walked out of work without telling anybody. And I didn't do that to create dramatic effect. It was the honest truth that no one had actually even noticed that I had actually left. And that's what was terrible about that. It was just that I had disappeared for about an hour and no one had assumed anything of it. They just probably assumed that I went to lunch and that wasn't a nice feeling for me. And I think, well, I know to this day, that's still upsetting to me that sometimes that at this job that I do is that people don't really notice when I am acting differently or whatever. Everyone's just going on about their business and, not paying attention to anybody else whereas I am very much the opposite I know when some people around me are acting weird and different and I care and you know I always like to just ask people if they're okay and no one really does that with me and that's where this whole feeling about my job makes me feel that I feel alone there whereas comparison to my previous job where at any given point, I could speak to anybody there about anything. Not necessarily has to be deep or meaningful. It's just that at least I knew that I could always just have a conversation with somebody and be all right with them. And that's the difference. It's just that they, they cared a little bit to interact with me, whereas now people don't really either care, notice or want to care about me and yes some people might say well that's your problem but at the end of the day you know it's still nice to interact with people and yeah now I know some people might be wondering so what about out of work and it's just like well um, a lot of me a lot of my friends and myself included are in now what we call adult stages of life and those stages are very very busy and the truth of the matter is this is that sometimes I don't get to see my friends as often as I'd like to I mean if if I could in a perfect world I would see most of my friends every single every single week and 
And honestly, that can't happen for obvious reasons because we all have commitments. We all got all these other business. But for me, it's still kind of a thing that I can dream about because I always have time for people, really. And the only time that I really don't have time for people is when I feel really, really depressed because I just want to be either alone or not want to be around people because I know that I'm not going to be entertaining or want to talk about something so sometimes when people ask me to do stuff I'm just like no I've got something to do or give an excuse to why I don't want to do it and I do that because yes I don't want to be alone but sometimes I just don't feel like I can be around people because I am feeling really negative right now and you're going to want to laugh and joke and I'm not going to be interested in trying to get the joke or make you laugh. I'm just going to pretty much bring the moon down and that's what happens. But, you know, when I'm not so depressed, I do try to see people as much as I can because I am the kind of inclusive person and you know I even if I've met someone once or twice or spoke to them on the phone or through whatsapp or whatever I'm very much the inclusive kind of person that be like well you know I'm doing this with x amount of people who should come with me or I'm doing this you should um should do this with me and it's just like some people don't understand why I have this kind of personality and it's because when I'm amongst a crowd of people, I feel normal. I feel like this is how my life should be and I constantly crave that feeling and I don't get it a lot because it's very hard apparently for a lot of my friends to be free at the same time and it's one of the things that makes me irrationally jealous of a lot of people is that they can always seem to be going out with friends and I don't necessarily get to do that often I'm always either just going out with one person or yeah pretty much it's just one person at a time and yeah that's all right sometimes because sometimes you do want a bit of one-on-one time with somebody but then sometimes it's just like I, I do miss hanging out with people in a in a big group and and it's very very weird that I can't you know just get a group of people who know me to be around me all at the same time without someone complaining about where we're going where we're meeting or what we're doing and it's it's kind of annoying and one of those burdens that I kind of have to bear and like I say I'm not trying to blame anybody by just saying it but these are just sometimes how I feel and one of the things that is really big to me is that is when people cancel and cancel on me and that's really annoying because I look forward to it because I I'm not gonna lie to you it's just that a lot of the time I don't have a lot going on and 
yeah, sometimes I've always got a saying, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. But sometimes, you know, that can be put on hold for me to actually hang out and interact with other people. And, you know, sometimes I feel that people just don't understand that feeling. It's just that, you know, I just sometimes just want people to just, just, just want to hang out with me and not have me always having to chase them. So, yeah. And another thing that people don't seem to realize is that it's people trying to include me in their activities and I get extremely angry and annoyed that sometimes people will do stuff and you know not even ask me to do it with them and sometimes yeah there's exceptional reasons that you know you might be going on a date or you might want to make it you know want to do something by yourself but sometimes when I see friends post stuff on social media and stuff about all the things they're doing with all these friends of theirs, I just think to myself, so where was my invite to these events? And, you know, sometimes I get excuses like, well, you don't really know anybody. And it's just like, well, if you don't really invite me to anything, how do I not get to know anybody? Or it's just like, oh, I didn't think it would be your thing. And it's just like, well maybe ask me next time to find out if it is my thing because sometimes it might not be but sometimes you know I can do something that I've never experienced and enjoyed it or do something and be like well I tried that it's not for me move on and I think a lot of people who know me don't realize this about me is that sometimes I just want to be included in a lot of stuff and I feel that if I was included in a lot of stuff or even just asked more often about I'm doing this would you like to go I wouldn't necessarily feel so alone all the time and that's what upsets me and that is what's currently upsetting me a lot of the time is that I feel alone and I feel like sometimes people only talk to me because I message them or whatever first I mean sometimes people don't even speak to me for ages and I know people are busy and whatever but you know I I do try to speak to at least everyone I know at least once a week just to find out what's going on and I think that says a lot about me more than it says about people. It's just that from this kind of act, people can see it's quite obvious that I'm really trying to make an effort to be around people. And sometimes I'm getting half the effort back. So I really don't know what to do anymore about this kind of thing. I'm not saying that I'm giving up, but I'm still trying and you know, I really do hope by me saying some of these things out loud have given a lot of people who know me, you know, a little food for thought about how what they say and what they do can affect me. And, you know, it's 
it's hard for me to kind of say this to people every single time because some people just just don't understand and and it's not helpful for me to be constantly complaining about stuff because you know you don't understand how depression works and that's not necessarily my job but I just kind of wish you would understand me a little bit better and be like so what is he doing today is he okay is he whatever and you know don't think of me as a sad loser who's got nothing better to do with his time because yeah there were a lot of things that I would love to do with my time but like I've said to a lot of people is that some of the things that I want to do I've I, I've got sick of doing them alone and it's sad and makes me depressed and that's what makes me not want to do it anymore because it's it's getting to a very long list the amount of things that I've done not necessarily in a long time but I just think in the last year there are a lot of things that I have done myself or done by myself because I've either not been asked to do the opportunity or do something with someone else or because if I didn't do it I would still be waiting and you know I said in the where are you from episode that you know that I shouldn't wait for people for me to travel and yeah that's true I mean if I want to travel I'm going to travel that's fine and don't get me wrong sometimes I do like doing certain things by myself so you know, I do like, you know, doing my baking by myself and doing my blogging and, you know, but there are certain things that I don't necessarily want to do alone and that's things like go to the movies and, you know, play video games or even do this podcast by myself. I mean, yeah, I wanted to start it, but I started it, but I couldn't even realistically get anybody to kind of come and help record one with me in the first series because everyone is busy and yeah for me it's it's very upsetting because I am getting to that point and I'm being deadly serious here and I'm not trying to guilt anybody who's like listen to this it's just that I I am honestly getting to the point where I am going to pretty much just stop doing a lot of things altogether because everything is pretty much upsetting me because I am constantly, constantly doing things by myself and it's not healthy for me anymore and yes some people might be saying but I thought you said yes that is true but I can't force people to be around me 24 hours a day and too many times in an average week I'm only doing one or two activities with somebody else and everything else is just done by myself and 
it's really starting to get to me and it's just it's it's just upsetting because I think to myself what am I doing with my life and I think to myself not much anymore because it's just become one of the things that I keep doing by myself in solitude and sometimes that is mean you know rejecting people's ideas but that's only because sometimes I don't want to do anything flash I don't want to do anything you know whatever I just just want people to be there and be around me they don't necessarily have to say anything we don't necessarily have to do anything it's just that I really do miss having people around me and I honestly don't know how to fix that and I don't know what to do anymore and I know this kind of sounds downbeat and like I've given up but I I haven't given up yet but I'm getting very close to that point where I I'm going to just not care about anything anymore because I know that at the moment I feel kind of depressed and I feel kind of low but generally speaking a lot of the things that I did and used to do is just they just don't interest me anymore because it's just too much time spent by myself and yes I know sometimes that could be me scaring off people because I'm not exactly like a regular person but I honestly do feel that sometimes that I have to force myself on people and force myself to do stuff because I have to do it because otherwise I'm just literally just wasting time doing nothing and um, yeah I don't really know what else to say really but but yeah that's just pretty much what I wanted to say and more actually about what my depression is and it's that whole feeling of being alone lonely and there are I really need to wrap this up so there's just like a few things that people should know about me is that sometimes when I feel really alone and depressed and just really want company I, I, I do do some very kind of drastic things so sometimes I will just message people with random questions just to get a conversation started just so I have someone to talk to over a text message or whatever and sometimes in the past I would just go on to gay hookup apps and just see if anyone wanted to meet up because it's better than just me sitting at home doing nothing and at one point in my life that was my life because it was just easier for me to just meet random strangers and have sex with them because it's better than me sitting at home doing nothing alone and 
in retrospect, I should regret that, and I don't because it it showed me how desperate, how sometimes I've become. Is that I will go out and do stuff with people who I don't necessarily like or don't necessarily find attractive, just because it's the only option to me, and that is quite terrible because I shouldn't be having to do that. And you know, sometimes when I feel really really alone it it can make me and make the suicidal thoughts come in and sometimes these thoughts can be like well no one's replying to you because they're all busy having fun aren't you or is that you know people don't want to hang out with you because you're depressed and you're boring and sometimes it can be even a little bit maybe not even more sinister but plain and simple it's just that people just don't like you and these are the kind of thoughts that just bounce around my head sometimes when I feel alone or I feel unconnected with people and sometimes it's difficult for me to even meet and make new people because sometimes I feel that I have to offer them something or entice them somehow to kind of make them want to spend more time with me rather than just be my normal self because sometimes I feel that if I don't have something that that person's looking for or some kind of connection with that person I kind of have to grip them with something interesting and you know Sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't and with some people it it, it kind of makes sense and then sometimes I even say things that I don't even mean or want to do and then sometimes I have to either go through it or I don't and and for me I know that some people who are depressed and stuff like that have done some of these things because they felt worthless and they've just kind of felt like well you know it's better than me doing what I normally do and I honestly know that it's that's that that shit's just got to stop because it's it's terrible and I want people to know that and if you know what I've said today has kind of opened your eyes a little bit it's just like there is there is more and I will go on about that, but I'll talk about it a bit in a bit. But for me, I just want everyone to know that the root of my depression is me feeling alone and feeling unwanted. And this whole idea that I am by myself and that no one ever really reaches out to me unless I reach out to them. And for me, I don't know if that's a normal feeling for a regular person. But for me, that's how I feel so many times in sometimes a day or an hour. So, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say about that. And um, um, there's not really much I can do to kind of end this segment upbeat. So... So I'll just say I'll be back right after this and this helps me remember a time when I wasn't so sad and gloomy. (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, if this was your first episode, I'm sorry it was so down and depressing, but it definitely was something that I needed to say. As I've previously stated in parts of this episode, that I am currently down and not necessarily feeling my best, so that's why if you listen to uh, the previous episode of the podcast you will realize that some of the things that i said that's going on on the website actually haven't gone up and that has got to do a little bit with me being depressed and it has got a little bit to do with stuff that's going on around the house and uh stuff that i've got to commit to and being so tired that i haven't do it but um so yeah so this week i'm not really going to say that i'm going to do anything around the website except for just say just stick with me and i will get the stuff up that i've promised when i get it up because a lot of it i have written and or have done whatever i said i'm going to do but it's just the whole editing and getting it up because i've been so busy or feeling so low about stuff that after when i get home i've just been like i i can't do this right now because i'm just not in the right headspace for it so um just bear with me um i will definitely try to you know keep or put something on at least you know after this goes out so yeah so even this episode is going to be a little bit late because i've been ill this week so hopefully um sometime later in the week there will be the updates that i've promised or at least one of them to kind of keep the website going and um if anybody's been waiting for anything that i've promised i'm sorry but um yeah now you kind of know the reason why and if i say something again and i don't give a reason either on the podcast or on social media um you can probably just guess that i've been depressed so yay so before we get to uh my normal segments um i do want to say if you have listened to this podcast and listened to this episode particularly I would like it very much if you could rate this episode and rate the podcast um because I think I've got to the point where my content is getting a little bit more better and my broadcasting skills are getting a little better as well um but mainly um I just want you guys to kind of if you see this on your social medias so your Facebook your Twitter your Instagram if you could just give it a give it a give the link a retweet or just you know or a reblog or a share or something because i i definitely want this episode to reach a lot more people than my own social media reach and i'm probably going to ask a lot of my friends directly to do this for me because i i definitely want there to be a more awareness of depression and someone else honestly talking about it and I don't want that so I can get some kind of fame or recognition. It's just that I just want to put my voice out there and make sure people know that someone else is going through this as well. And I've done probably some of the things that you thought about and, you know, you know, and just have people just pretty much just either ask me or reconsider what they're going to do because, you know, if... I could just at least help one person by being honest about my depression and I'm not doing this so that I can be considered brave or a beacon. I'm just doing this because I need to do this. 
because not many people really talk about it. And yeah, so if you could, you know, so, you know, or if you haven't even got me on social media and you just stumbled upon me, um, please go to, please find me on socials at ByFabes on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and repost or share my link to this episode and hopefully we can get people listening and understand one person's depression and hopefully get more people talking about it and i'm gonna do something else early um but oh and also i forget if you want to send me a message and talk to me you can direct message me on twitter uh, by Fabes, or you can email me at byfabes at gmail.com and also I'm going to do next week's episode preview early because next week's episode kind of ties in with this week's episode so next week's episode I'm going to talk about a bit more about my mental health not necessarily my depression but a little expansion on some of the things that I feel like I go through now because of my mental health and um I don't want to be too pacific about it but um I just want to give you guys just a kind of like an idea that next week's episode is also going to be about mental health it might be it's no I know it's definitely going to be weirder than this week but it's one of those things where you have to be honest and to be honest it's going to be weird so yeah, so just look forward to that next week. Time for me to get to my music segment. So, I don't remember what I said in my own intro now. So, <laughs> oh, it's been one of those episodes where what I said, I don't even remember. And when I listen to it back, it's going to be like, oh my God. So, um, so yeah, so now we get on to my rinse and throwback of the week. So, um, these two... Well, the throwback I've specifically selected for this, because I was going to pick something else and I decided, no, we're going to do that next week, but I'm definitely going to pick um, this one for thematical reasons because it's something that I've got to do. So, um, so this week's uh, Rinse of the Week is not a K-pop song, believe it or not. However, it is by a K-pop artist, so how does that make sense? I don't know. So, yeah, so... This week, uh, where I'm talking about being alone and how I feel alone, I I realized that this kind of happened not necessarily on purpose because I could have chose it for last week because of the timing issues, but because I already picked it, I was just like, no, leave it to next week because it actually fits in with it. So um, I should really announce the title and do the clip before I actually go on to explaining it. So... Um, so basically, so this week's uh, rinse of the week is um, is called I don't even know. So this week's rinse of the week is called "Waste It on Me" by Steve Aoki, featuring BTS. Me. 
So yeah, I have another BTS song. No way, I haven't had no BTS songs on it. So this is the first BTS song on here. Isn't that special? Um, but no, I have another BTS song that's actually rather depressing. And I think it fits in well with this episode. And yeah, this is one of the main reasons why I like BTS. Because when you actually look at a lot of their song lyrics and when they're translated into English, sometimes they can actually be quite sad and quite depressing. Especially if you actually look at the lyrics to fake love i'm just like oh it's such a nice song and then when i look at the translation i was just like nope 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 it's it's sad and depressing it's just it's 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 just terrible and i think you know this week picking this song in this particular episode kind of like all three songs this week just kind of just link up perfectly and you know especially when you listen to it it's just like you know it's them talking to a girl just like you know i know that I'm not your type and I know that you know you know whatever and it's just like you know why don't we just waste time together because you know what's the better option and I think thematically that's pretty much what I would want people to do with me is just that you know you've got some time on your hands or you just don't want to do nothing just waste that time with me whether it's just you know you inviting me over and you're just reading a book while I just edit this podcast or come up with ideas about stories or whatever it's just like you know and you know I think that in a very weird way you know I should you know have this as a theme or something you know it's just that if you've got time on your hands or if you're just doing something that is so mundane invite me to do it because you know just just waste time with me because I'd rather be wasting time doing nothing with somebody than while wasting time on my own. And that's why when I listened to the song and I listened to the title song this week, I was just like, they just fit so together because, you know, just waste your time with me. And that goes to everyone out there who knows me. It's just that, you know, if you if you listen to this and you felt sad for me and whatever, that's all right. And you know just just waste time with me because you know i am sad and um you know but know this i still love bts's idol song and you know i do listen to it very loudly and i want everyone to know this that i still do love myself and that is why i'm still here and still haven't tried any more suicide attempts so because i love myself i'm still here so I just want to make that message a little bit clearer because, you know, let's just make make the ending a little bit brighter than the beginning. So for my throwback of the week, I was going to go with something else and I said, no, I'll move it to next week because it, it can be there because it's a little bit more upbeat. But at the same time, when I was thinking about, right, the songs I have this week, it's kind of fitting a theme and that's just like, you know, when you try to put music on, you kind of like to have them to have a flow together. So it's just like, so I can't have, you know, a song that talks about being alone and a song about having people waste time on me and then go to a song that's kind of like very up-tempo. I was like, no, I need to kind of stick with the theme. But it can be up-tempo, but it has to kind of fit a theme. So um, I didn't really think about it. It was just literally, I just thought about, 
oh, this is a perfect contrast with the beginning and end because I, I love beautiful writing and I love symbolism, so I'm going to go with it. So for my throwback of the week, I'm going with Calvin Harris's I Am Not Alone. And this is something that I got to remember personally is that I am not alone. I have people who care. And maybe after they listen to this episode, I'm going to get a ton of messages and be like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you tell me that? And, you know, that's when I don't feel alone and it makes me realize that, you know, I have people that care. But, you know, I don't necessarily remember that all the time. Sometimes when I get rejected to do something, I automatically go to that whole point of that lonely person in the corner with the dark shadows like they do in the anime or manga or whatever. And, you know, I got to remember that I am not alone. I have people who care about me. And even if they don't necessarily know how to share it all the time, I am not alone. So when I picked the throwback this week, I was just like, I still love this song. And, you know, I really need to remember to play it a lot more often because I've just got to remember the message. And, um, oh yeah, I just remember what my other, how I remember I actually did pick another throwback for this week. For yeah, I did. I picked it ages ago because it was going to um was gonna be thematic as well. So you know what? I think next week I'm gonna have two throwbacks because yeah, I kinda don't wanna put it in this one. Because I think yeah, I think thematically this one really does kind of fit in with next week's theme as well. But because I've already said, I've already picked out next week's one, so I can't use it. So yeah, for next week, we might have a double throwback. So we either have one that's thematic or we're going to have a double that isn't. Because, yeah, so you never know. Um, So yeah, so essentially, that is the show today. Um, I think I've done quite good, actually. I think most of my recording today hasn't needed to be edited because I know that I didn't want to edit it, so gotta keep that in mind for future episodes so uh thanks for listening and like i said if you could give me a retweet or just pass me on to other friends that'd be great because you know every life matters and depression is a thing and it's not attention seeking and you know don't ever feel like you have to hold back your feelings be honest with people because that's all i'm doing with you guys i'm just being honest and telling people how i feel how i felt and what I would like to happen. So I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to leave you with Mr. Calvin Harris's song that I am not alone. And as I record this, I am, but I know that I'm not alone because I have you guys with me. So I'm going to say XO, Fabes. Jane, everybody. If I see a man waving, does this mean that I'm not alone? No.